Good morning. Well, I know many people say this when they get up here, but I'm going to say it because it's true that it's a privilege this morning to be able to share with you, and I feel very inadequate in many ways, but I know that it's not about me, and that's why I'm up here. So thank you, Lord, that you're here. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to start my time here. Anyway, okay, wonderful to see you guys. So how many people in the house here do we have that like gifts, like getting gifts? Okay, I see some hands. I see some hands. That's good. Maybe you're like a gift person. You know, they talk about the love languages, the five love languages, that when you get gifts, you feel loved on, you feel appreciated. Maybe we've got, oh, Mike, we've got a few of those. <laughs> so maybe that's your thing. Like when around Christmas time, you're just excited because it's all about gifts and there's gift exchanges at work and you get to draw names and... Yeah, it's good news if you're a gift person here today because you're in very good company. Because we sang about Jesus this morning, right? He gave the greatest gift of all. He gave his life. But it's not just Jesus. Um, The Holy Spirit is a gift person too. He loves to give gifts. And he gives gifts out of the overflow of his love and care for people. And he's actually pretty good at giving gifts because he knows us intimately. He sees needs, right? He dwells within us. So he's, he's good at giving gifts. And you may have heard of some of these gifts that he gives. They're called the gifts of the Spirit. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And if you've been here the last few weeks, um, you know, we've been kind of on this journey. Russ started us out with talking just about intimacy with God and drawing close to God again. And he talked about us being able to draw close because of the righteousness in Christ. Remember the robe, that God sees us righteous, and that's why we can draw close to the Spirit. And then Andy last week continued in this thread of um, just how when we strengthen our relationship with the Holy Spirit, when we become dependent on Him and allow Him to work in our lives, that He actually transforms us to look like Jesus and to act like Jesus and that internal transformation, right? He talked about the fruits of the Spirit. So the the Holy Spirit not only transforms us, but the Holy Spirit empowers us. And he empowers us through the gifts that he gives. So that's what we're going to look at this morning. Because when we give him space, he empowers us to do what Jesus did. To not only look like Jesus and act like Jesus, but to do what he did, which is powerful, when we read about the life of Jesus. So the Holy Spirit empowers us with gifts to be used for the benefit of others. So if you want to turn with me to 1 Corinthians 12, um, we're going to pick up in verse 1. And this is, I'll just say this is a vast topic. So obviously we're not going to get into everything there is. This is not an exhaustive preach on the gifts of the Spirit because there's so much. But I just want to pull out some things that really God highlighted to me in this 1 Corinthians 12 passage. So verse 1. All right, we got it. So, now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I don't want you to be uninformed. Or For time, we're going to skip down to verse 4 here. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. We're going to read it all here, so stick with me. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith 
by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the one Spirit. There's a lot of anothers in this church, isn't there? To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. Various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. So that lists some of the gifts that he gives. All these are empowered by the one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. So I love um, in the message, verse 1 actually reads like this. What I want to talk to you about now is the various ways God's Spirit gets worked. Just some technical difficulties here. So, what I want to talk to you about now is the various ways God's Spirit gets worked in our lives. This is complex and often misunderstood, but I want you to be informed and knowledgeable. And I feel like this is often complex and misunderstood, right? Let's just talk about the white elephant in the room here. Complex and misunderstood. My hope is to bring a bit of clarity, and my hope is that the Spirit today brings some clarity. But I think that rings true for us. And just before we get into it, I just want to talk about the word gifts that we see in this passage when Paul says the word gifts in verse 1 there. The spiritual gifts, that word in the Greek, that's right, we're going there, the Greek, that's right. (laughs) So that word in the Greek means charismata, and that means grace gifts. So if you think about a gift, it's something that's freely given, right? We don't pay for a gift because that would make it a purchase. A gift is something that's freely given. There's no strings attached, or there shouldn't be any strings attached. And then you add it with grace, and we know that grace means the unmerited, undeserved favor of God, right? So you add those two together, it's a grace gift. So let's just say from the get-go, we cannot earn or achieve these gifts, And the fact that they're gifts of the Spirit, they belong to the Spirit. I know this seems simple, but this is important. They come from the Spirit. They belong to Him. This is not your secret Santa at work. We know who the giver is. We know the Holy Spirit, right? We know who He is. He's the helper. He's the counselor. He's the comforter. He's a dynamic part of the Trinity. And these are His gifts that He gives us. So when I use the word gifts, I mean these grace gifts, these gifts that we know who the giver is, these gifts that are undeserved, that cannot be earned or achieved, that are given freely. These are the gifts that I'm talking about. And I want to talk about three main things as we go through this, and I'll point them out as we go along. But let's dive in. So in verse 4, he says there are varieties of gifts, but the same spirit. Yeah, we're going to reference it a lot, so... Sorry, Dave, your work's cut out for you. Um, There are varieties of service, but the same Lord. A varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all in everyone. So we see this a lot, different gifts, right? Variety of gifts. I think a lot of us know that there's different things. But what I want to point out is that these gifts, our first thing we see, these gifts, they not only are given by the Holy Spirit, they are empowered by the Holy Spirit. It says in verse 6, God who empowers them all. So these gifts are backed and full of power. So these things that Paul's referencing, miracles, healing, tongues, we have no power in and of ourselves to do those things, right? 
That's what I'm, the only way that we have power to those things is through life with the Spirit. So verse 7, it says, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit. And I think manifestation, I don't know about you, but I'm like, that sounds a little freaky. Normally when we talk about things manifesting, it's not really a positive thing, right? You know, just me? Okay. <laughs> um, but just the word manifestation, because I was in reading it, I've never looked at it before in this depth, but manifestation just means it's a public demonstration of power and purpose. So if you think about that, so in the original language, it's just talking about this manifestation is making something known. Something that was hidden, it's making it known. So it's showing it, it's displaying it. So when God talks about him empowering his gifts, that's what he's doing. These gifts are to reveal who he is, reveal his power, display his power. Displays of his power working through us. And for his power to flow through us, we know that we've got to be connected and known and pursuing relationship with the Holy Spirit, right? That's what we've been talking about these last few weeks. Draw close. He has so much for us. He has so much for us. But we know that to have these gifts and to have access to these gifts, we have to be seeking the gift giver, not the gifts. And it's out of an overflow of, those, of that place that these gifts are able to flow, So out of the overflow of our walk with him and with the Spirit, he then demonstrates himself in grace, in power, in favor. Right? That undeserved, unmerited, these grace gifts. Are you guys with me? You're quiet. (laughs) I'm going to be more vocal when I'm listening because it's like... So this is amazing because he displays who he is through these gifts. So he empowers these gifts And even this morning, I had to keep reading my own notes because it built faith in me because I'm like, I'm nervous. I don't want to do this. But it says that he empowers the gifts. (laughs) He empowers the gifts. So it was really good. I had to keep coming back to my notes. The second thing I wanted to point out here is that gifts are given for every believer. Let me show you in Scripture where it says that. Verse 6, the same God who empowers all of them in everyone. It says, everyone, gifts are for everyone who believes. You're going to hear me hit this point really, really hard. And that's because if only one of you here leaves today believing that actually gifts are for you, then this all this morning will be worth it because gifts are for everyone. You know, we, we create these levels of Christianity and it's like one day I'll have access to the gifts. That is not what I see. In this scripture, it says that if we are walking with him, if we have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, that we should see these public demonstrations of his power through us. Just like the evidence of fruit in our lives, we talked about the fruit of the Spirit. You don't have to be extra holy to have the fruit of the Spirit. You don't have to be extra holy to have the gifts of the Spirit. You know what you have to have? You have to have a relationship with the Spirit. So we should see evidence of this by the gifts working through us, evidence of that relationship. Even in verse 7, it says, To each extra special Christian and faithful leader is given. No. No, it doesn't say that. Right? It says, To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To each is given these free grace gifts, these powerful grace gifts. I love the way the message puts it in verse 7. It just says, each person is given something to do that shows who God is. Everyone gets in on it. Everyone benefits. 
So spiritual gifts are not for deluxe Christians. Just like Tyron said a couple weeks back that the Great Commission isn't for deluxe churches, spiritual gifts are not for deluxe Christians. They are for all of us who believe. So if you've tuned out already because it's the gifts of the Spirit and you're like, oh, I'm more of a word person, well, tune back in because they are for all of us. They are for all of us, you guys, for everyone. (laughs) Yeah, well, I don't know how to explain it, but it's just never been more clear to me that it's for all of us. We believe that the Holy Spirit comes to abide in us, and as we walk in Him, it says that we're given these manifestations of the Spirit. These are undeserved grace gifts. We don't receive them because we are good. We receive them because the Spirit lives in us, and that is by faith. So whether you've known Jesus for 30 minutes, whether you've known Jesus for 30 years, I believe with confidence I can say that this morning the Holy Spirit wants to give you his gifts. And he wants to empower you for this life to reveal him, to display him. And I totally believe that we can grow in our gifts, we can exercise our gifts, we can see them mature. Absolutely. Absolutely, right? Paul talks about that um, to Timothy, about fanning these things into flame. But the way that we do that is by walking with the Spirit, by talking with the Spirit, by being with the Spirit. And then he will give us the gifts as we need them. But they're not exclusive. They are to each. And you know, the Spirit could do all of these things on his own, right? We look at some of these gifts, and we're going to look at them a little bit. But you think about prophecy, right? When he uses someone to prophesy, he could speak in an audible voice if he wanted to, anytime he wanted, right? He has the power to do that. Um, if you think of the gift of giving, he could have money fall out of the sky, like he could just provide miraculously. But he actually chooses to co-labor with us. He chooses to partner with us. He chooses to use us. Significant, guys. These grace gifts full of power and purpose are available to you and I. So let's look at some of these gifts. We're going to go back to verse 8 in chapter 12. So to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom. That's just a way of saying a word of wisdom. To another, the utterance of knowledge, word of knowledge, to the same Spirit. Um, Verse 9, we see faith. We see the gift of healing. Verse 10, the working of miracles, prophecy, the ability to distinguish between spirits, various kinds of tongues, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are displays of his power, right? Those manifestations, demonstrations of who he is. And in verse 11, all of these are what? All of these are empowered by the one and same spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. And when it says, by one and the same Spirit, it just reminded me it's by one and the same Spirit. It's the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. It's the same Spirit that empowers these gifts. I don't know about you, but that's a powerful Spirit that is backing these gifts that he's giving, if it's the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And it says that he apportions to each one individually as he wills. A simple way of saying that is that he decides who gets what, and when. That's how the message puts it. He decides who gets what and when. And then in chapter 12, after this, Paul goes into um, just speaking about the body, right? How there's the body with many members and many functions all working together. 
And that's important, and we'll get back to that. But then we'll pick up again in verse 28 of chapter 12. And it says, And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, miracles, gifts of healing, helping, administrating, various kinds of tongues. Verse 29, Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Verse 30, Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? I will answer Paul's rhetorical many questions. No. No, they don't all. Do all interpret? No. Not all have every gift or any one gift. So this is where it gets kind of complicated, and Christian culture, I think, sometimes doesn't help and brings confusion because we think about the person of the Holy Spirit. He is an out-of-the-box person. He doesn't work in formulas. He doesn't work the way the human mind works because he's God. He's out of the box. And so to kind of bring understanding about around this, it's one of the ways um, there's an author... Um, his name's Robert Morris. Mark gave me a book um, that just talks about this. It talks about his friendship with the Holy Spirit. But one of the ways he puts it is that the Holy Spirit owns all the gifts all the time. right? And then we see in the Word that he decides who gets what and when. So we do believe that the Holy Spirit gives distinct gifts to people. But I think we can get a bit hung up on, like, this is my gifting, that's not my gifting. I think it's important for us to know what our giftings are. And I wish we had more time to dive into that today, but we don't because we're working with... You're probably happy we don't have more time. But, you know, we have... I wish we could get into that more. But I think what's key for us to understand is that he decides who gets what and when because he sees the need and the situation. So not all have every gift, and not just one gift per person, but they've been given to every believer, to all of us. Another way, um, another Derek Prince who's written on this topic a lot, he just says, while all believers are given distinct gifts, right, these different gifts, this does not limit the Holy Spirit from manifesting any gift through any person at any time, because they are resident in the Holy Spirit. And that just means because they're his gifts, right? They come from him. So we see a variety of gifts, demonstrations, displays of his power through different people, through different purpose, right? Different purposes. God sees the need and the situations at hand, and he gives those gifts. He's the gift giver as he sees need. Are you guys with me? Okay. I think there's two traps we can fall into as believers, and especially if we've been believers for a long time. We either make these gifts way more spiritually unattainable than they are, like I'm never, I'm not worthy, you know, like, oh, the gifts, or we water them down on the other side to like almost personal traits and natural characteristics, like, well, um, you know, I, I'm hospitable, so I must have the gift of hospitality. Like, I really have, like having people in my home. Well, maybe I have the gift of hospitality, but not necessarily. Or, you know, I'm a really positive person. I'm a glass half full, so I must have the gift of encouragement. Maybe you do, but it's not just that. If these gifts are empowered by the Spirit, I don't need to have the power of the Spirit necessarily to say that the glass is half full. So these are demonstrations of his power and his purpose, right? Who he is overflowing out of us. They're gifts of power given 
and that makes all of them spiritual. There's not some gifts that are more spiritual than others because they're from the Holy Spirit, right? So like I said, that my time is limited today, but if this is sparking questions in you about some of the different gifts, we don't have time to get in them. I'm just laying some, just hopefully some clarity. But Mark did an amazing course on the gifts of the Spirit. It was actually called Growing in the Gifts last spring in the School of the Bible. And all of those videos are actually online, and you can go and watch them. And they go through each gift one by one, and they talk about them. They talk about how you might know if you have these gifts. They talk about how to grow in these gifts. They talk about some of the red flags for these gifts, things you have to watch out for. So if this is sparking questions in you, there's resources. We'd love to answer questions. I don't have time to get into all of it today. But I just want to say that these are important. These are displays of his power for all of us, to everyone. That's what the scripture says. So to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit. So why? Why? I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Um, The third thing, so the gifts are empowered by the Spirit. The gifts are for everyone. Why? Because the gifts are for the common good. That's the third thing. If we go back to verse 7 in chapter 12, right? To Eve is given the manifestation of the gifts, the manifestation of the Spirit, sorry, for the common good. So the Holy Spirit, this gracious, loving gift giver, he doesn't give us gifts for our own individual well-being. He doesn't give us gifts to feel good inside. He doesn't feel us gifts gifts to look holy or spiritual. We don't get gifts to earn spiritual standing or earn points with God. He gives them for the benefit of others. He empowers his people for the benefit of others. I love that because that's just who God is. He gives us a gift, and it's actually not for us. It's for somebody else because that's the kind of God that we serve. He's a generous God. He's a loving God. He's a caring God, and he gives us these gifts for the others, for the benefit of others, for the common good. Um, He gives us these gifts to build others up, to strengthen others, demonstrating his power through us in many ways. It looks very different, different times, but always for the benefit of others. And if we look at Jesus, who's our example, if we look at the way gifts flowed in his life, like prophecy, gift of healing, right? Even words of knowledge, words of wisdom that he had. It was always to reveal himself, reveal his character to draw them in, right? If you think of the way that Jesus used the gifts, like when he healed people, it wasn't to show off. It was to show who God was, right? It was to display his character and his power, and it was for the benefit of others, even with the woman at the well, when he has a word of wisdom, because he, he, right, he knew that she had five husbands, and there was no way he could have known that except through the Spirit, empowered by the Spirit. Even Jesus relied on the Spirit to empower him with these gifts. And it was always for the benefit of others and to draw people close to God. And even in the apostles' lives with Peter and Paul, we see you know, they used them like they healed people, They encouraged people. It was always for the benefit of others, the building up of the body. In Ephesians 4, that talks about the gifts, um, it says that these gifts are are given for the building up of the body. 
gonna have some water. In, um, I'm gonna have some water. In 1 Corinthians 14, it talks about the gifts are given and used so that the church may be built up. And what's interesting when I found studying this is that the gifts, any often when you see the gifts talked about in Scripture, alongside them you'll see the author talking about the body and talking about love. And I think that's really worth noting because these three things go together. Gifts, the body, and love. It's like... Christ is revealing his pattern and his intent for these gifts when he talks about it in Scripture. Because even in this passage in 1 Corinthians 12, he talks about the gifts, and then he goes into this, if you look in your Bible, then he talks about the body, right? With its many parts, with its many functions. In the next chapter, he goes into talking about love. And that's one of the, like that chapter is one of the most quoted chapters and verses about love. And I think it's really significant for us to see this, that often when they talk about the gifts, they talk about the body and they talk about love because that's his design, that they're to be used together. The gifts are to be used in the context of the body and always with love. Because if they're not used in love, Mark and I were talking about them last week, if they're not used in love, these gifts can become an awful lot like weapons. If you think about a word of discernment or prophecy or even the gift of giving, like anything, if it's not in love, if the heart behind it isn't love, it, cannot, it can have an effect that's not for the building up, that's not for the common good. So I think that's so important. And if these gifts are to reveal his power and his nature and his love, to the church, to each other, to the lost. Yeah, then it's always got to be in love. So these gifts, they're not for ourselves. They're for the benefit of others. The outward public demonstration of his power. We see this a gift with the body gifts and love in Romans 12, if you want to go there with me. Romans 12, um, verses 4 to 8. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not all have the same function. Verse 5. So we, though many, are one in body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving. The one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, right? We're seeing these gifts again. And none of these are exhausted lists. They're just, Paul's listing some of them. The one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So he does, we see that. It talks about body, and it talks about the gifts. And then if you look at verse 9, what does it say? It says, let love be genuine. you have verse 9? Well, you have it in your Bible. <laughs> but if you look at verse 9, it says, let love be genuine. So these grace gifts are for the common good. How many of you guys have seen the church at large hurting, broken, beaten and bruised, maybe a little bit? Um, church splits, hurt people, hurting people, right? These people that we expected, you know, you're followers of Jesus, what's going on. I don't need to go any further because a lot of us have lived that. 
But I just think that wasn't God's intent. And you know what? To assure that, he actually gave us gifts so that that wouldn't happen. And I believe that if we, his church and his body, understood and walked out intimacy with the Holy Spirit, and then we used these gifts that he gave us, I think the church would be a lot less divided and a lot less broken. Because if he gave us these gifts for the benefit of others, if we actually use them with open hands, we let him flow through us, then I believe the result would be the building up of the body. It would be that common good that he talks about. So we know the gifts we've looked at, they're empowered by the Spirit. They're for every believer, and they're for the common good. We didn't come up with this plan. Jesus did. This is the way that he chose to do it. He chose to use imperfect people to give his gifts too. What a privilege. What a privilege to be able to display his power and his purpose through our lives just because we've been given a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Romans 12, verse 6 He says, having gifts that differ according to the grace given us. Again, there's those grace gifts. Let us use them. Friends, that is a cry of my heart today in reading this. I was so stirred. I mean, like, I know about these gifts, but man, let us use them. Let us use them. These are amazing gifts. And so often they sit unopened. Can everybody see those? Yeah. They sit unopened. You know, we understand them, we quote them, but do we use them? Or do they sit here, theoretical, neat, tidy, wrapped up? There's no mess, there's no use, there's no power. What use is a gift if it's left unopened? For those gift people that we talked about in the beginning, if you feel loved on, like if you often give gifts as well, like if you are a person that feels loved on, you are really good at giving gifts usually too because you want to love on that person. And it's like the Holy Spirit is loving us and giving us these gifts. He's empowering us. He's saying, this is how you do it, guys. And yet we leave them here theoretical. No mess, no power. Yeah, no mess is true. Sometimes it might be easier, but there's no power either. I don't want to live a life with no power. I feel like what God has called us to do is impossible without his power. So if this is the way that he's said he's going to do it, then let's use them. What if every time we gathered, we each expected to use these grace gifts from the Spirit? Right? If when we gathered... We were ready. Like, one thing when you're preaching, let me tell you, you spend a lot of time getting ready. You're, like, ready to go. This morning, pre-service prayer, I was like, okay, let's go. Let's go, guys. Come on. Let's get this on the road because I'm getting more nervous. Let's go. But what if every week we came and we were so ready to use our gift? We were like, I am ready to encourage. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. I am ready to give. Let's go. Let's go. Right? What if, and it says that every time we gather, um, if you look in 1 Corinthians 14, Paul kind of talks about the gifts, and he talks about love, and then 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26, he says, What then shall we say? 
Brothers and sisters, when you come together, each has a hymn, a word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. So I want to encourage you to use them. If you don't know what your gifting is, ask the Holy Spirit. It's out of relationship with him that these comes. And don't get hung up so much on, this is my gifting, this is not my gifting. The Holy Spirit's going to give the gifts when he sees need in the situation, right? He's going to empower you for the situation that he's put you in. So when we come on Sundays, yes, we'll be ready. Yes, let's go, let's go. I'm ready to encourage. Let's go, I'm ready to give. Let's go. If, if I have the gifts of mercy, I'm going to look for people that are hurting and that are broken. I'm going to love on them. Because that's something that God has empowered me to do by the power of his spirit. So yes, Sundays. Yes, connect groups. These gifts, it's not just, they're not just Sunday gifts, you guys. Yes, it talks a lot about the church being built up, because how many of you know the church needs to be built up, because the church is facing a lot. But it's not just Sundays. Connect groups, coffee dates. When you go on a coffee date, the next time you go on a coffee date with a friend, ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want to do to this person? How do you want to minister to this person? How can you use me? How can you give me these power gifts, these grace power gifts to minister to the person in front of me? When you see someone on the street, at work, when the Spirit is prompting. The Holy Spirit owns these gifts, right, all the time. So that means that he can use them and give them to you all the time. Most amazing person and gift giver. The Holy Spirit empowers us with gifts to be used for the benefit of others. So this morning, I just want to encourage you, and I'm completely in this because I was so convicted reading this, to be like, why aren't I using these more? I see them, and I know we are using them in this context. It's not that they're not getting used, but man, I think we could use them a lot more. Um, So this morning, draw close to him. Walk with him, and then as he gives you these gifts, open them. Use them. Thank him for them. Learn about them. Grow in them. Open them. Use them. And that's where I'm landing. <laughs> but, yeah.